get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. The more you pound it with the hammer, the stronger it becomes. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, C, senor. How many times have we said this is a historic day in the last Ooh. several years? Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, on this historic day, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The House of Representatives, who will be voting on articles of impeachment. Well, No, and, this is not a rerun. Unless something extreme happens, they are going to impeach the president again today. And uh, that's really quite amazing, but that is going to happen. They got all the Democrats and more and more Republicans coming forward who are willing to sign on to that. Yeah, indeed. Blood is in the water, as they say. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, the votes of a number of people I can think of. Uh, Will they vote yes or no on the impeachment? Well, and it's worth mentioning that's one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons this is happening is to force Republicans to go on the record one way or the other. Some will be hurt by voting yes, impeach him. Some will be hurt by voting no, don't. Uh, and, and the Democrats just want the Republicans to have to go on record. Some people are cowards and will vote whatever they think will keep them in office. Some people will vote their conscience. It's impossible mm. to know which people those are. Yeah. You, you can't know inside somebody's mind. Yeah, and and I agree with you mostly, although it's all it's an interesting topic in a representative government. Are you representing the will of your constituents, period? Or are you representing them with your conscience as a, uh, a second source of inspiration? Edmund Burke believes you were sent there for your best judgment, regardless of what they feel about. First baseman for the Astros? Ab- exactly. He was Edmund invo- Burke? involved in the cheating scandal. <laughs> well, I'm not going to listen to him. Um, some people call him the father of conservatism, Edmund Burke. But he believes representatives were sent there to use their best judgment once sent there. And if you don't like it, well, that was that's their best judgment. That's some dang good book learning. Um, not everybody agrees with that, obviously. Liz Cheney coming out yesterday and giving an impassioned speech about why she's voting for impeachment, saying this is the worst thing a president has ever done, um, uh, was seen as a, a bit of a tipping point and cover for a lot of kind of on-the-fence Republicans. Mm. She's, a, uh, she's a big deal. So we'll see. We'll see. But it's, it's definitely going to pass. That's not even in a question. And... Um, yeah, move on from there. The whole Senate thing seems to be uh, confusing. Nobody's exactly sure. Uh, the earliest they could possibly get to it in the Senate is the day before. Yeah, early next week, I hear. Uh, as Brit Human Brit Human Fox is fond of uh, saying right now, I have a foolproof plan to get the president out of the office <laughs> in seven days. <laughs> That's good. Because uh, a week from day at noon, uh, Trump is no longer president and Biden is. So mm-hmm. There's all that stuff to talk about. Yeah. yeah. You think there'll be uh, like... Unless Rudy can uh, mount a successful court case somewhere. Do you expect <laughs> Do you expect like really impassioned speeches that we ought to listen to or uh, kind of formalities? I mean, if, you, if you're voting yes, do you give an impassioned speech to try to bring people along? Or you just go up there and say, and uh, uh, I mean, yes, but anyway, um, you don't want to... <laughs> as but, the Republicans... Uh, mm. 
As a Republican, I think you do the bare minimum. It's going on right now, I believe. Yeah. Well, that that's what I'm told, but I got all the cable news channels on, and they're not live there, so must not be yeah. anything exciting happening. I'm the kind of guy, if you say it starts at 9 a.m., start it at 9 a.m., don't punish the people who are on time. I hate that. Mm. At a meeting or whatever. Start on time, damn it. There's a good story yesterday I saw from one congressman who was uh, with a bunch of other congressmen who were ducked down behind walls there in the House chamber as they were hearing screaming and yelling and banging and all that sort of stuff. And they were actually watching, you know, some of the footage on their smartphones because they can just watch the news live and see how angry the mob was. And they were somewhat feared. And he was next to some Congress dude who's a former Division One linebacker. Mm hmm. And uh, I'd stay next to him. Yeah, basically said the guy, you ready to fight some folks? He said, let's go. So they thought they were going to have to yeah. fight, which yeah, is reasonable. If the people had gotten in there, they would have been fighting for their lives, I believe. It's entirely possible, given the uh, armaments being worn by some of the uh, invaders. I read an account of a couple of reps who were among the last to leave who said the Capitol cops were, were yelling at each other. Uh, angrily disagreeing as to which door they ought to exit because they didn't know which door the mob was behind or not behind, which is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah, I was listening to this podcast, uh, Sam Harris, who I really like, and he said, I think if you run that experiment a hundred times, this is the best outcome you get. I feel that way, too. I think it's mm-hmm. just amazing that there wasn't more... Uh, People hurt or killed and and damaged to, um, you know, our institutions, like a political assassination, which would be just earth shattering, obviously. Right, right. As was attempted in, was it 2016, when the uh, crazed Bernie supporter shot up the Republican baseball practice, almost assassinated Steve Scalise. Changed his life forever, certainly. We got to lower the temperature somehow. I don't know how we do that. I don't know how we do that, but anyway. Judging by our email, there are plenty of people who want it raised. It's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that would seem to be the case. Well, I think the middle 90% needs to take it back from the 5% on each end for I think the conversation. That would be handy. Yes, I'm not sure exactly how. As, I, uh, as I've said many times since I read the book about the French Revolution, they believe it only takes 15% for a revolution to happen. You got the true believers. You got the people that are scared of the true believers. You got a certain percentage of the crowd that agrees with the true believers, but they're not violent people, and they would never do anything violent. Right? And you, you get, you get, you get, you add that all together, and you end up over fifty percent. But you only need fifty percent of like the active. We want to do something big. Crowd fifteen percent, one five. Yeah, mm. and everybody else is either scared or you know kind of approves, right. and are willing to let it happen. Right. Certainly wouldn't turn in the evildoers. We talked about that a lot with Islamic fundamentalism. Yeah. You know, these guys vanish into a neighborhood in Brussels, for instance, and most of those people in Brussels aren't going to do anything nasty, but they're sure as hell not going to turn anybody in either. So, um, What one country is doing, how they're going about the vaccine, I, th- I found really interesting, I, I heard hmm. uh, on the news today. Was it my plan of hiring professional dart players? <laughs> yes. <laughs> professional just dart a, league yeah. hurl vaccine needles at people just, as they pass they by just roll around in a convertible yeah bam you got one they're not bam, doing anything bullseye. because uh all your favorite <laughs> bars where they play darts uh they're they're out of business yeah, right it's, now it's, it's exactly. job creation god playing pool and playing darts yeah. used to be so much a part of my life i did that all the time darts mm. or pool you ever do shuffleboard loved it oh you kidding nice nice i own Please. the shuffleboard <laughs> you had the touch of a surgeon 
Although and I, where did where did those pastimes get you, son? They're nowhere. It was a <laughs> mostly a waste of time. You know, relaxing and talking with people is not completely a waste of time because you got to do that, not. or you will go crazy. As I've I've learned recently by not doing any of that sort of stuff. But um, uh, but there is a lot of it. There's a waste of time. I do owe a guy, uh, and I, I've been out of contact with him for years now, and I'm sure he still remembers this. So we we're playing shuffleboard. Does everybody know what shuffleboard is? You got the wood, you got the sawdust, little pucks. You got, you got the, the hockey puck thing. It's not not shuffleboard like they play at, at senior centers no. at old folks' homes. Same, That's a different game, although also very enjoyable. Really, the same game. You're just standing and using your hands instead of a stick, right? Um, uh, and it, often accompanied by beer drinking. It's a mm. great what? beer drinking sport. <laughs> um, and I love a bar with a shuffleboard table. Anyway, I was playing this dude, and um, uh, I was way ahead, like way ahead. And um, we were betting a beer on the on the game, you know. Two drunks, you're always betting a beer because you just want to make sure somebody's buying beer, and you don't care if you lose, just as long as the beer keeps going. Because then you're yeah. obligated to buy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's been I, a contract, I a commitment. Guess, guess we'll have another one, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but anyway, I was way ahead, and he, you know, he knocks one of my pucks off or whatever, scores a point or something like that. And uh, and he said, here comes the comeback. And I said, you come back from this one, I owe you beer for life. And he came back and beat me. Oh, man. Ouch. Wow. Judges say binding contract. <laughs> and I've lost contact with that guy, but I hope he doesn't ever show up by, you know, all of a sudden send me something in the mail. Okay, in the last 10 years, I have had uh, 40,000 beers. Here's the bill. Right. He's been using QuickBooks to carefully document every dime he's spent on beer. Uh, because teamwork makes the dream work, we'll introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Jack, send him all the natural light he can drink. You know? There you go. The cheapest beer there is. Um, I liked horseshoes as a kid, but I was little, and I would get in the way of the adults throwing the thing. And so, that explains a lot, Michael. Yeah, it does, as a matter of fact. I did get hit a couple times. <laughs> Another good game at standing beer drinking, standing oh, in the backyard playing a barbecue horseshoes. game was great, fantastic. Yeah, I was young when I first heard about horseshoes, and uh, I misunderstood. And I went and asked uh, streetwalkers for their footwear because I thought it was, uh, you know, horse uh, sex shoes. workers throwing the throwing of sex workers uh, footwear. Completely, it was embarrassing to say the very advanced least. vocabulary as a youth. <laughs> I do enjoy a game of horseshoes, though, by golly. I'd do it right now if somebody were here and I had horseshoes in a pit. There is uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well, but I couldn't help but get a little bit annoyed yesterday as I was uh, reading the reports yesterday. Is I'm not sure if you guys know this, now. there's metal detectors at the Capitol. And uh, not, not all lawmakers were uh, enthusiastic about, A, waiting in line and being inconvenienced for even a moment. Uh, to need to go through that. And some of them, I believe, just kind of outright just ignored it and walked past it and stuff. And I, that's, uh, read the room, everybody. Read the room. A little I had bit. a completely different take on that. Why are you checking people that are members of a house for weapons? Why are you worried about them having a weapon? Mm, they could be maniacs. I don't know. I suppose they, they, they might go off maniacs, the reservation, but... as they say. It's not. It's incredibly unlikely. Yeah, very, very unlikely. Anyway, we can discuss all that coming up later. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, January 13th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. 
let's impeach the lies of the evildoers and, 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 and remove their something or other from the airwaves, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations, throwing on horseshoes at Mark. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know the you know how to else explain that, but yeah, that's that's that would be a problem. I'm not a magician, and neither is Mr. Bigney. So yeah, we've got a photograph of our client. <laughs> Track down the audio of it. The lawyer trying to defend the guy who is walking out of the Capitol with uh, Nancy Pelosi's lectern. Look, I'm not a magician. You got a picture of him. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. (laughs) What Sean disclosed uh, off the air was that he's standing in front of his client as he's saying that. And his client is back there like, what did I pay for this guy? What exactly am I paying you for? Are you Lionel Hutz? Sorry. (laughs) Old, obscure Simpsons reference there. Hilarious. Listen, Your Honor, my client is guilty. How does mailbag look? <laughs> oh, it's terrific. Some real insights from the folks. And, uh, yeah, they're on the floor. They're starting to talk and give speeches, and they're going to vote on impeachment today, and we'll bring any highlights from that as it happens. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. A lot of people waking up to find out their Apple device updated its software overnight, whether you wanted it to or not, which is always just fantastic. Now this works this way, and this works that way, even if you liked it the way it was before. And this doesn't work at all. Thanks for that. I haven't noticed anything. I wonder if mine didn't. Oh, well. Mailbag. My phone stopped ringing. It got the update, and it won't ring anymore, and I can't figure out why. I gotta go into some setting changed. Fix that bug. The impeachment hearing is going on right now. We will dip in and see what the various yahoos are saying, pro and con, at some point. Freedom-loving quote of the day, going back to our series from James Madison. This one's simple, elegant, undeniable. I don't care who you are, which way you swing politically, how you vote. James Madison said, The truth is that all men having power ought to be mistrusted. Hey, now. It's the father of the Constitution right there. That is the point of our government. I'm on a bit of a James Madison kick. I turned to Tim Sandifer, Tim the Lawyer, for some recommendations for the best James Madison books. Turns out he's a fanatic about James Madison, has read all the biographies. Mm. But anyways, I'm on a James Madison kick right now. And do you have a title to recommend in particular? Uh, Several, yeah. Maybe I'll get to that later. Okay, fabulous. Uh, To the correspondence proper. Patrick writes, guys, Pittsburgh State and Pittsburgh, Kansas, the gorillas. Yeah. I was asking yesterday why uh, more teams don't have a a gorilla as a mascot. What's their swag like? It's cool. How how did I not remember that? That was the rival of my college, the Pittsburgh Gorillas. Oh, yeah. They dominated in football particularly. Uh, the conference that my little college was in, the Pittsburgh Did they Gorillas. Did have cool, uh, cool uh, chants or anything? Gorillas. One of go, my, go uh, gorillas. One of, my, sort of thing. one of my best friends in college played for Pittsburgh and then transferred to the R College for some reason. But. Uh, uh, he was tired of uh, the nitpicking and the, <laughs> and the banana eating. <laughs> and moving along. Uh, let's see. This is from Jay. Sorry to a, hear. I was a Fort Hayes huh? State Tiger keeping yes. the ridiculous feline theme going. As you said yesterday, what's our obsession with various breeds of cats? Right. But not elephants, not rhinos, not gorillas. How many people went to a high school or a college that was a panther or a cougar or, or a, a wildcat ti- or a tiger or a wildcat? What is yeah, our everybody. obsession with cats? Westmont High School, Westmont, Illinois, the Sentinels. 
Now, that's unique. Mm. It was a, like a Revolutionary War-looking guy with the tricorner hat. Anyway, uh, Jay writes, sorry to hear your last show. I guess pressure has led you cave to COVID methodolo- mythology and abandoning President Trump. Your next ratings period will let you know how many conservatives you've disappointed. And I'm sure only conservatives were your audience. I, for one, won't be listening to turncoats. How about, about uh, COVID, this, this particular? We caved to COVID mythology. Huh. Interesting. Well, sir, it's entirely possible our show is not for you. Uh, go in peace. Goodbye. Let's see. Uh, ah, yes. Uh, we'll be talking about the, you know, I'll skip that because we're talking about it later. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Looked at the CDC data, guys. 81% of COVID deaths are people 65 plus. People 65 plus make up only 16.5% of the population. We just have to get the vaccine to this group. Only 16.5%. Uh, that's uh, 54 million vaccines to reduce the deaths and death rate by 81%. That math makes perfectly good sense to me. If practically everybody dying is over 65, get all of them the shot. It's going to go way down in terms of deaths. And Sean goes on to point out, if you can vaccinate these people, isn't herd immunity fairly a moot point, given plenty of time for others? The next group is 55 to 64, which is 13% of the population and 12% of the COVID deaths. Move to them. Sean, I'm putting you in charge of the national response to COVID. Some excellent common sense. We got a little more COVID stuff on uh, when do you get your shot? We learned something about when we get our shot uh, yesterday as uh, essential employees. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Washington Post, citing an internal FBI document, reports the FBI office in Norfolk, Virginia, issued a warning to authorities in Washington, D.C. about the potential for violence last Wednesday. According to the Washington Post, the document cites an online thread, which reads in part, Get violent. Stop calling this a march or rally or a protest. Go there, ready for war. We get our president or we die. Nothing else will achieve this goal. That was some of the chatter, as we used to call it, back in the keeping our eye on Al-Qaeda days that the FBI was aware of. Uh, So that came out yesterday, and um, a lot of people on all kinds of different political views were saying, how did you not know that this was going to happen? I think my question would be... So you're interpreting let's get violent as a call for violence? Let's get our president or die. Yes. Uh, yeah, that sounds fairly violent. Fairly motivated crowd. Um, my my question would be, and I think it's a fair question before you assume, how did you not know this? How are you not prepared? Um, I'm thinking the FBI would, FBI would say, we, we see these sorts of things a hundred times a day, every day, all year long. <laughs> Don't you think that's probably the case? Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I certainly got the impression from the uh, WAPO story yesterday, and yeah, I know that alone is a caveat um, that it's in the WAPO. I'd but say that the uh, the, uh, the 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 one field office in uh, Virginia, I guess, was really really concerned and brought it to the uh, yeah, the attention of their true. their superiors in D.C. True, who then didn't distribute it or or something but god just the just the communication i see in our texts and emails and facebook page just what i see (laughs) and that's people that know they're you know stating it out loud in a (laughs) in in a practically public sphere 
I can't uh-huh. imagine what the FBI sees every single day. Yeah, Special Agent Jack Armstrong. Picking up very various numbnuts chatter that never are actually going to do anything. But anyway, that did exist out there leading up to uh, what happened on Wednesday. All right, so uh, what's your interpretation of this? The head of the FBI's Washington field office, Stephen D'Antuno, told reporters on Friday the agency did not have intelligence suggesting the rally would be anything more than a lawful demonstration. But now they're saying FBI Norfolk... North, I'm going to call it Norfolk. <laughs> I know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Received information indicating calls for violence in response to unlawful lockdowns beginning uh, 6 a.m. January 21. An online thread discussing specific calls for violence to include stating be ready to fight, etc. Congress needs to hear glass breaking, doors being kicked in, and blood from their BLM and Pantifa slave soldiers being spilled. Get violent, etc., etc. Well, since they're ended up with glass breaking, door busting, and blood, I can see how people are, you know, tuning into that particular communication. But again, and I'm not, I'm not trying to drive any narrative here. I just, I just know there's a lot of people out there who say that sort of crap and. I wonder if the FBI is on those kind of things all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, that would be one explanation. The other one is that the guy lied to cover his his uh, arse because they did not take the intelligence they had seriously enough. And it's also possible that given the bureaucratic realities of you know multiple agency law enforcement, that just the, the wrong people or the right people didn't see it in time. It's, it, I don't to, know. It's it's a swamp. To me, it's similar as um, if you emptied a sports stadium every time there was a bomb threat, you'd never have a game of anything ever mm. from high school through the pros. There's so many bomb threats get called in all the time. Interesting. Um, and I got a friend who did this for a living for the federal government when a nut job shoots off his mouth in a bar and says somebody ought to put a bullet in that guy, talking about the president, he and his friends would fly to that guy, and, it, and the word got out, they'd fly to that guy's house and interview him. But 90% of the time, you get there and realize they didn't They didn't have any intention to do anything. They're just numb nuts who don't realize you can't say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you make it clear to them, you can't say stuff like that. And that's it. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know how much the hook is on, the, the FBI is on for this. Regardless of that, uh, that was probably too much on that because it did happen. And here's here's what my concern is. Um, it didn't get that much attention because it happened over the Christmas break. The guy who filled his RV full of explosives and drove it to downtown Nashville and blew up those buildings. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about it that much because it was while we were on vacation. And I don't know how many of you heard about it because you were busy living your lives. But a guy filled his RV with explosives, drove it to downtown Nashville, and just absolutely laid waste to a couple of buildings and a pretty big area. Yeah, pretty much destroyed a city block. One of the reasons you didn't hear about it is nobody was killed. Part of his being a nut job was he had a a loudspeaker system on the RV announcing, this is a bomb, it will detonate, run to safety. And people did, and the police got everybody out of there because before they could check out what the thing was and exploded and nobody got killed, thank God. But it just absolutely laid waste to a block of downtown Nashville. What if you had a whole bunch of those dudes show up somewhere, even even Washington, D.C., even with all this police presence? Oh, man. And how, you, how would you stop that? I, I keep hearing about there's going to be this many National Guardsmen, that many National Guardsmen, security will be at all time high. That's great, and that makes me feel pretty secure. But I've seen a lot of... Um, insurrections around the world see the arab spring those totalitarian governments they had hella security Mm -hmm. and still 
an angry enough, motivated enough mob, and these mobs didn't even have explosions most of the time. They just had sticks and bats. You have enough people motivated enough, a lot of things can happen. Man, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, that sort of violence coming to the U.S. on a wide... No, I can't. No. That's not my country. Well, so yesterday when the DOJ was laying out what they've learned so far, they mentioned the pipe bombs that were found at the uh, RNC and DNC. Now, it still doesn't seem to be clear how real these pipe bombs were. They had a timer, and they, you know... They looked like bombs, but you know, if I was going to make a fake bomb, it would have a timer on it. I'm at least smart enough to do that. But they don't know what the compounds were, were inside the pipe bombs, whether or not they could actually explode. But if they were actual bombs that were planned to go off and do the whole Al-Qaeda thing, where you, where you get all the attention of the police and the hospitals, you know, the, 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 the EMTs and everything over to those areas, and then you storm the Capitol and you go in there with your zip ties and abduct Mike Pence, that might have been the plan. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I hope to well, not, not, but it surely might have been. Well, it's an enormous FBI investigation. They've identified dozens and dozens and dozens of suspects who they're now going after, um, and quite a few more to be identified. All right, well, there's there's cheerier stuff to talk about today. Uh, interesting, funny, uh, amusing, uh, life-affirming, as opposed to all this gut-wrenching drama. Oh, but speaking of gut-wrenching drama, what about when your car breaks down or that check engine light goes on? You don't have to worry nearly as much if you have the fantastic protection of Car Shield. I have driven plenty of cars that were on the edge of not working a lot and didn't have a warranty. I know what that feeling is all about. Car Shield knows what that feeling is all about. They got you 24-7 nationwide roadside assistance. If your car is going to be worked on for you while you get, um, you can get a rental car, our rental car coverage too at no additional cost. Over one million drivers have been helped by CarShield already. They're America's number one auto protection company. It's so easy to sign up for, so easy to get out of. This is going to make you feel more comfortable. And here's what they do. They give you maximum safety from expensive car repairs. Uh, they can save you thousands for covered repairs. So call 800. 800- 665-2157, use the code Armstrong and save 10%, or just go to carshield.com. Use the code Armstrong and save that 10%. Uh, deductible may apply. Carshield.com, code Armstrong. <clears throat> Excuse me, pardon me. Uh, listener of ours, uh, one of the reasons your little screed disturbed me so much, um, oh, what happened to it? I had it right here. Uh, wrote us a, a very compelling and, uh, and reasonable email comparing the growing passions in Northern Ireland back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, during, uh, before and during what was known as the Troubles. And I read a piece in the Atlantic by a Rwandan also uh, earlier this morning before the show about how uh, the, the horrific bloodletting in Rwanda started. And there are a lot of really uh, sickening uh, and accurate comparisons between what we're doing in this country. And uh, and it begins with the dehumanizing of the other side, you know, calling them names from Nazis to cockroaches to snakes, whatever, and, uh, and, and just the dividing into camps and the us versus them and increasingly belligerent and violent rhetoric growing on, on all sides. Uh, it's it's disturbingly. Right. I mean, it's we like to think we're unique in the United States, but we're Homo sapiens. I mean, we're not that unique. 
Uh, well, that's why I've been saying, and you know, it gets called uh, an excuse for Trump or something like that to point out any of the other things that led up to this. I don't know why, but you got to quit calling everybody a Nazi. You call or a racist. You call George Bush a Nazi, and then it doesn't have as much sting if an actual Nazi ever comes along. Sure. You say Donald Trump is a completely illegitimate uh, president who stole the election with the help of Russia, and it turns out not to be true. You don't have as much support for your next impeachment, even if you've got you know real evidence for that one. Of course. Well, and then when when somebody comes along and say says this election was stolen, just like you did in 2016, and then you act like, oh, that's beyond the pale. How dare anybody claim that? Are you kidding me? And I'm looking at you, media. Oh, my God, you're so complicit. The Rwanda thing was interesting. It was uh, it was some talk radio stations that really uh, whipped up some of the populace into How hating the Tutsis. Weather. The traffic and weather, was it together or separate? Not together. Oh. Not together. Oh, I, I advise differently. Right, exactly. So, anyway, I just, uh, those of you who are super fired up and think the war is on and the rest of it, uh, the war might be on if you don't cut it out. And you're not going to like it. No. It's not going to be all glorious and wonderful like you imagine it in your chat room. Right. On yeah. both freaking sides. That's an v- excellent point. That needs to be said by, I wish somebody on the House floor would say that today. If the war comes, if the if the great uh, you know uh, overthrowing the government, starting over thing comes, it is not going to be uh, well. It's not going to be good for anybody. No, it's not going to be glorious and smooth and wonderful and 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 successful. Probably, it's just going to be horrible. Lots of and, lots of people who don't deserve to get hurt or die are going to get hurt and die. Yeah, yeah. One disappointment from uh, the story about the FBI's response that I came across was that uh, some of the more violent, uh, really uh, scary groups use the term Pantifa uh, to mock Antifa. I had to look that up. I had not heard that before. Uh, yeah, as if they're panty-wearing uh, oh. you know, wusses. Okay. And I like the insult very much, uh, but I do not wish to align myself with those groups. <laughs> That's pretty so. clever. I see what you mean. Yeah, It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Stick stick to really clever insults, guys, and don't uh, storm the Capitol. All right? Um, the ballot box. The letter box. The, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the soap box. You don't reach for the ammo box. Until you've box. exhausted. It's the, the cereal no, boxes of no help. No, the cereal what? box is no help whatsoever. Unless you're Got a decoder ring. Did you see uh, what I, I, I tried to tweet it out, but uh, for some reason my phone wasn't working yesterday. I, uh, my, uh, we got a box of Reese's peanut butter puffs. A delight. Yeah, for some child. You child. The balls are like the size of ping pong balls. It's if you took Cocoa Puffs and Captain Crunch Peanut Butter Crunch and combined them into one cereal. But you made the balls as big as a ping pong ball. Yeah. They're hard to fit in your mouth. <laughs> Why do you... What? Eat grown-up food. <laughs> you are a child. Yes. All right. Um, uh, when are you going to get your shot? I think a lot of people wonder that. I, I briefly thought we were going to get ours soon yesterday and got pretty excited. I thought, oh, wow, I can get my shot. Um, it's not going to be as soon as I thought. But that's the first time I'd actually actually considered getting the vaccine, and I got pretty excited. I thought, wow, I could just not worry about this anymore. Wrong. I can go anywhere I want. I can tell Wrong. people, don't worry about me. I got the vaccine. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I can't wait till that happens for all of us. But more on that on the way.
And here's some big news for all of us here in Southern California. It was just announced that Disneyland will become a mass COVID-19 vaccination site. The vaccine <laughs> is free, but the water is going to set you back $23. <laughs> Um, I like the idea of that. Opening up big uh, big buildings. Yes. Dodger Stadium is going to be used, for instance, um, uh, to start jabbing people in the arm. This is what we should have been doing in middle of December. But I guess n- nearly February is better than not doing it at all. For yeah, San Diego uh, opened up Petco Park. And uh, people were rolling through there. They gave out more than 2,500 doses. They think they can gear up to, was it 5,000 a day? Well, thousands per day. People are just lined up. They pull through. They type a little information, jab you. You have to hang out for 15 minutes, make sure you don't have a a serious reaction, and off you go. I thought I I was so far away from getting it, I hadn't really thought about it much. Until yesterday when we got an email saying that as essential employees, we got moved up the list. I'm sorry, as what? Essential, essential workers. Essential workers. <laughs> yes. Um, we're yes. in category 1C, so yes. we get to get the shot much earlier. And I actually, it, it kind of reminded me of your story about you don't realize what a vasectomy will do for, for sex until it happens. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know you're, you're, you got the pill, you got a variety of ways to not get pregnant. You don't think it's that big a deal. But then all of a sudden, when you really don't have to worry about it, and, and it was that way with me thinking about getting the vaccine, wow, I just don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. I'm at yeah. the gas station, I'm at the I'm wherever. I just don't have to worry about getting the COVID anymore. That would be awesome. Licking gas handles, it's awesome. Why not? But sure. Then, but then Joe took the time to look into any of the details and found out that group one <laughs> C includes anybody over the age of fifty, which yeah. is which has got to be like ten million people in our state. So sure. never yeah. mind then. Yeah, so our essential uh, worker thing is utterly meaningless if you're fifty plus. So Reminds me, it's various, like, uh, VIP treatments I've got at, at certain times, and you realize, okay, this is there's like an A, B, C, and D level VIP, and I'm the D level VIP. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Very little access. Early on when I was assuming a more competent rollout of the vaccine, I was like, I'm not sure I'm, I want to cut in line to get in front of some healthcare worker or something, but now that is, no, 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 just give it to me yeah, as soon as you, yeah, as soon yeah. as you can, I'll take it. Yeah, 65-plusers. We talked about that a little earlier this morning, but uh, it's uh, roughly 16% of the population is uh, responsible for it. That's probably the wrong word. Uh, The uh, (laughs) 65-plusers is 16% of the population or so, but it's 81% of the deaths. So, obviously... Get everybody 65 plus the vaccine. Have them line up at the local sports stadium, health clinic, whatever it is. Pump it out. One of your big, more authoritarian countries announced they're going to do the workforce first because they want to keep their economy going. And I'm not sure that's a better idea than the one you just laid out, but I love it as a priority since it's not been a priority at all in the United States. Yeah, well, you know, you could defend it in that, and and the left tends to ignore this in a thousand different ways. Economic productivity pays for everything. Right. It pays for charity. It pays for your government programs. It pays for everything. I forget. I'll have to look up which country it was, but the authoritarian ruler said the old people can hunker down and hide. If we get all the workforce going, then we get the economy back and we'll be much better off, which actually I agree with. That's not a crazy point of view. No. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of uh, doling out the vaccine, there's some pretty interesting climate news that just came out. But um, I got this note. You remember the the Oregon Commission on Health with their idiotic woke meeting where they all had to give their word of the day and people were saying decolonialization and 
equity and stuff like that. And they wasted the entire day, made no decisions. I got this note from Doug, who's uh, been a friend a friend of Armstrong and Getty for many moons. Uh, guys, that word of the day began as a teaching strategy to get elementary age students to feel comfortable and participate in the class environment. Hmm. This was done first thing in the morning once students walked into the classroom. I've been teaching over 22 years and was introduced to the technique in my teaching credential program. It's a great and idea. Used, and have used it many times for nine-year-olds. For adults in leadership roles to partake, partake in this word of the day is absolutely ridiculous. How about in a crisis? Yeah, no kidding. But then again, today's state leadership committees act like children, so why should anybody su- be surprised? Yeah, well pointed out, Doug. Oh, it's a great idea as a teaching tool for, for kids. Get everybody for little children used to talking and giving their opinion in front of everybody. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it as a strategy. You've only got a week left to do your New Year's resolution as the average person quits by January 19th. So you've got one week to go on your New Year's resolution, and you can cancel your gym membership and put your running shoes back in the closet. Now, resolved uh, mid-January resolution. Go to the 24th, at least. One day at a time. One week at a time. Impeachment is happening while we speak. Anything happens of note, any speeches or votes, and we'll let you know all about that. But it is happening and will happen today. Armstrong and Getty.